Hey everyone, welcome back to Let's Chat Podcast. This is episode 18. Sorry for the delay. I normally post on Friday, but I just found out that we're heading back into lockdown again here in the UK, and this week has been a little bit rough for me. So thank you guys for sticking there, sticking there, <laughs> staying in there with me and sticking through it all. But this episode is gonna be released on Monday. So if you guys are hearing this now, you know it's Monday. And it's gonna be a short and sweet one. I am going back to answering your dating dilemmas and questions. So if you want to hear more on this, stay tuned. So I will start with the first question. And the title of this goes, help, found out my husband has been cheating on me. Okay, let's just start. (laughs) It's not funny. I'm not laughing because of that. I'm just thinking that this as a first question is a bit rough, but we will get through it, sis. Okay, so this reader says, I don't even know what to think right now, but I need rational advice before I do something crazy. This is probably going to be long, so bear with me, okay? Around 6 p.m. yesterday, my husband had to go take care of something for his business and his business partner came to pick him up. His phone was on the charger and he forgot it. I didn't notice until maybe 15 minutes in after he left and decided to look. We know each other's passcode, but don't really check each other's phones. I haven't looked in almost a year and decided to do so because during this quarantine, he's been pretty glued to his phone. I was not prepared to find what I did. We've been together for about six years and married for two and a half. We don't have kids, thank God. Backstory is that about three years ago, he came home really drunk one day which is not usual for him. And I saw someone with a very specific name. Let's just use Rose. He had his phone open and I saw Rose had texted him and asked if he was okay and got home okay. I questioned him the next day and he said that he ran into her, an old friend, business associate, while being out and he had been drunk. So she was checking to see if he made it home. He came up with this elaborate lie, which I now know, that was that he was introduced through someone else he works with and showed me a text thread between him, her, and the business associate talking about business-related things. I never saw anything with her name, so I let it go and forgot about it. Well, now let's fast forward three years later. I saw a text combo with a female name and looked into it. The girl in it, the girl and my husband discussed Rose and the girl told him to text Rose. Later, he apologized for something. I have no idea what and said he has some money for his wife, Rose. The last messages hadn't gone through and I think it's because the girl blocked him. This is where it gets crazy. I start searching his messages for Rose and I find a thread between my husband and Rose's dad where the dad warns him to stay away from Rose and that the family knows about bruises and videos. Oh my God. My husband proceeds to call Rose all kinds of names and sends the dad two extremely explicit pictures of what I'm assuming are her private parts and one with her with someone else's male part in her mouth. Jesus is Lord, what? He then later sends a crazy message to the dad, apologizing for the pics, telling him he loves Rose, things indicating that he's been dealing with Rose for a long time, and more. It appears the dad blocked him because it didn't go through. While I was going through his phone, the business partner called his phone to see if he forgot it, so I knew he would probably come back to get it. 
I tried to sound as normal as I could and continued to look through the messages while shaking. I took pictures and videos of everything with my phone. I checked all messages, but there was nothing between him and Rose. But I found her contact in his phone with her full name and also two numbers saved under just R. I was panicking and so shocked I didn't search his phone as much as I could to look at Snapchat, hidden photo albums, etc., which I regret now. I called my sister after taking pics and maybe five minutes later, he walks in to get his phone. I tried to act as normal as I could while being on the phone. I'm seriously so shocked, disgusted, and don't know what to do. I don't know what my husband has done to her, which based on the dad's message is something bad. I don't know who this Rose is, but from what I've gathered online, after knowing her name, she's around 24, 25. My husband is over 40. I'm 34. This also disgusts me because she looks very young. I don't know how long he's been sleeping with her and God knows what else based in the pictures. They were so sickening and haunted me all night, like from some humiliation porn type stuff. What adds insult to the injury is that we are stuck in this house during quarantine, have had our quote unquote perfect routine of what we do each day, getting ahead, etc. I was laid off last month, so I have been relying on him to take care of everything. I have some savings, but not enough to just pick up and leave, especially with no consistent income right now. Please give me some advice on what to do. I want to confront him and go crazy, but can't leave the house. My parents and sister live far away. He has been financially and emotionally abusive before, so I'm scared he's going to turn this thing around and definitely lie if I go crazy. I want to divorce him, but I also want to know what the heck has been going on with this girl. Last night, I just went to bed early, so when he came back, maybe one to two hours later, I was already in bed. He's all on me, kissing, etc. The usual stuff, and I'm so disgusted and don't know how to act. My sister thinks I should get more evidence before confronting him, so that when I see a divorce attorney, I have more proof. I just don't know how to bring this up in the best way, and when any helpful advice is appreciated. Oh, there is so much to unpack here. First of all, I want to say I'm sorry. I'm sorry that you're going through this. I'm sorry that you are not in the best position to just up and leave. I can't imagine what you're going through, but I have a slight feeling that you are feeling embarrassed you are feeling rage you are scared um you're confused you're all sorts of things and what I would suggest first of all is to um be still it's hard to be still when your mind is racing you know and you're constantly thinking and you don't know what's happening but in this moment as hard as it might be be still be still and in that stillness allow yourself to feel whatever it is that you need to feel preferably do the stillness when he's not in the house um i would i would if it, if you need to cry cry if you need to yell yell if you need to vent vent if you need to do whatever it is that is not destructive to you to just acknowledge what you're feeling and express and let that out because most of the time we bottle our feelings we suppress our feelings 
And especially during this quarantine time and in lockdown, it's very hard, you know, to move in the way that you would normally move. So let all of that out. If that's calling your sister and constantly talking about it um, and just having an ear or having a voice, then do that. But I would not do anything as of yet. There's no need to contact this woman there's no need to have a, a, a understanding of what's gone down between the both of them because at the end of the day, what purpose does that serve other than to hurt you? You already know that this man has not only lied to you, but he's been engaging in sexual activity with someone other than yourself and has gotten so deep to the point is that Her family is now involved. This is not a wham, bam, thank you, ma'am kind of situation. This is something so deep that it involves her family. Unfortunately, damn, unfortunately, you found out and you now have the 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 decision now to make and I think the best decision now is if you can leave I know that your family is not close however if I were you I would call my sister I would call my mom and I would say listen this is a situation and I need to get out of this house thankfully you are not bound to this man with a child that in itself is a blessing children are blessings they are um and i'm not saying if you didn't have one um or if you did have one that it would be a disaster it wouldn't it would just make things a little bit more difficult but you don't have a child so you are as free as a bird to leave the first thing i would do is i will look in my savings and i will say listen I I need to stay with family at the time being. And especially if you have been laid off, so you don't have that job attachment, you know, that might prevent you from leaving, okay? So what I would do is I would talk to my sister, I would talk to my mom, and I would say, listen, this is a situation I need to get out of here. And I need a place where I am not... Um, I'm not suppressing how I'm feeling because he doesn't know that I know this information and I won't blow up on him and I won't retaliate and we won't get into a position where I'm literally on my ass. So ask them if you can lodge with them temporarily. If you don't have the money, I bet you family will come through and help you. Then when you get to your sisters or your mom or wherever it is that you can find a place of refuge, you need to first, first, Start thinking of work. You need to find employment. Now, whether or not you want to stay in the same state or now if you have the luxury to actually move somewhere else, I I wouldn't confine yourself to your city or even to your state. I would now use that opportunity to explore because you are a free woman. Legally, you're not, but in the mindset now, you are a free woman because you know that you will divorce this man. Okay, so I would start to look at what my options are from an employment 
point of view. Now, if he's asking why you're going home, just say you have a family emergency. I wouldn't go into the details. I'd say, I have a family emergency. I might be there for a while. I hope you understand um, and leave it at that. I wouldn't confront him about his infidelity and what you found out until you have reached your mother's house or your sister's house. I would not do that while you're here. Trust me, men are really good at gaslighting you at making you seem like you're the crazy one for invading their privacy even though they're the one that are doing their dirt um and all sorts of shenanigans that will have you questioning yourself and doubting yourself and and finding yourself being codependent again on him what i would suggest is is that all of these difficult conversations need to take place when you are not around him. So he cannot orchestrate and he cannot manipulate the situation for his benefit. You need to leave. It's difficult to leave, especially if you've been codependent on someone financially and emotionally. And on top of that, you love this person and you thought that you wanted to be with this person. It's difficult to make alterations to your life that you didn't plan. Trust me, I know. It is so difficult. And on top of that, you know, you have, um, you know, kind of that, what are people going to think? What are people going to say? And at this point, sis, we're on a fucking pandemic. The world is changing. Who gives a crust what someone else is thinking or what someone else is viewing? At this moment in time, I'm all about self-preservation, and self-preservation is so, so important. Your peace is so important. Mental health is so important. Emotional peace is so important. Physical health is so important. This man has left you open and vulnerable to all sorts of diseases, potentially. He has he has not minded your heart. He has not taken into consideration. He has been selfish in his own desires and his own needs. While you have been here being the faithful, dutiful wife, uh, sis, you can find better. It may not feel that way, but you can find better. And there's no need for you to want to understand why from the female's point of view. She is a victim in all this. Clearly, he has been physically, mentally abusing her. I mean, he has has done um, revenge um porn on her by releasing photos can you imagine being in a physical act with someone and, and being that vulnerable and trusting that person only for them to use those images and share it with your family your father this man is insensitive he is cruel he is wicked and he is deceitful this is somebody that you should thank the lord that you checked his message and you are free to be released from him sis there's no salvaging this there's nothing to salvage here. So I would call. First, number one, I will reiterate. Be still. Vent, release those emotions. Call your sister and your mother. Ask to seek refuge at their place. Once you get there, tell your man, family emergency, gotta go. Pack your bags. Pack enough for you to be there for a while so you don't have to race home about getting stuff um and then get to your sisters and your moms once you are there talk to them air everything out 
and start your the process of number one, seeking a job. Number two, filing a divorce. Now, you don't have any children, so there's nothing there. Now, in terms of property, um, I don't know the financial situation. It seems that he has more of a financial leverage than you. I don't know if that's his house. I don't know if you have joint. I don't know what that looks like. But um, speak to a divorce lawyer. Figure out what your options are. I think you have enough evidence already to showcase infidelity. So I don't think you need to continue to um, acquire more information. I just think that's going to damage you more. That's going to hurt you more. And we don't need that. You already have what it takes to present to a lawyer. So I would start that process then. And when you feel comfortable and when you are in a position that you know you are going to file or you have filed already, I will then loop him in. Now, as a husband, he may call you. He might want to check up on you just to see how you're doing. I would probably limit phone conversations and probably just keep it to text. Just say, you know, you have a lot going on at home, you know, but, you know, that um, you'll get back to him, you know, kind of just hold him off a little bit okay um but don't do anything to pique his suspicion and from there get yourself together rely on your family rely on friends and it will get better it sucks now and it will hurt and it probably will hurt for a while but you will get better promise me you will get better So I'm so sorry, once again, that you're going through this, especially during a lockdown. That is so fucking shitty. But you know what? I feel like this pandemic has literally exposed and revealed so much. And just look at it as a blessing in disguise. Okay? Second question goes, let's see. The title is, he told me he was molested as a child. Oh my God, these questions today, guys, oh my gosh. Okay, let's go. So this reader says, there's this guy I've been talking to for a few weeks and he seems like a nice guy so far. We've went on a couple of dates and whatnot. Last night we were on the phone and the topic of sexual assault came up. I mentioned how a lot of young boys get molested just as much in our community as quiet as it's kept. He then says, hey, can I be honest and tell you something? I was molested as a kid by a family member. I, of course, gave my condolences and asked who it was out of curiosity. He told me he didn't feel comfortable sharing those details with me yet, especially since it's someone he's still close with. I 100% respected it and then just followed up and said, so is it safe to assume you never told anyone about it? He responded no and said it most likely break his mother's heart if she found out. He said it's not really anything that haunts him per se or bothers him on a regular basis. He didn't go into graphic details, so while I initially found that hard to believe, I'll take his word for it for now. And while I 100% empathize, I can't help but feel bothered by it. This is going to sound so selfish and cold, but I don't know if I can date anyone with that kind of baggage. Men and women handle trauma, especially sexual trauma, very differently. And I can't imagine that the negative effects of his experiences won't show up in one way or another. What if it was a male family member? That could possibly lead to blurred lines in his sexuality. I, of course, comforted him and didn't vocalize any of what I just said, but I can't help it and it's been on my mind all day. I'll be lying if I said it didn't make me feel weary. What should I do? 
Oh my gosh. Okay, so this is this is a very touchy subject and I feel it's very much a catch-22 in a sort of sense because I appreciate the fact that he shared that with you. Um, but then again, I don't know if it's because he shared it too early and you guys haven't built that level of connection yet. So it's off-putting to you. So I can see where he's coming from, where he probably felt I feel comfortable sharing this with you since we're on topic. I don't want to hide it from you. And probably for you, I know you appreciate that, but I think you haven't formed that strong of a connection with him yet. And you haven't established that yet. So it is off-putting. I completely get it. It's (laughs) sharing information and divulging information as sensitive as this is, is very difficult. And I would say to people that you need to know that you can't share this with any and everyone. And even if you are dating someone or you're seeing somebody, you have to kind of know exactly where you are in that relationship to do so. I don't necessarily think that that's something that you should keep as a secret, but I think that's something that you should hold close to your chest until you have formed an emotional connection and where there's a level of vulnerability, there's a level of trust, there's a level of, of, of attachment there that you know this wouldn't necessarily scare the person off. So that's number one. I think number two, you've also mentioned, you know, that um, this molestation and, and sexual assault might um, impact his his views on sex and I completely agree with you however I don't want to assume I would have that level of conversation so maybe not going so much into the actual molestation in itself in terms of who it was because that might be a bit sensitive to him especially if he is still around this person so you can only imagine how 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 difficult that must be for him to compartmentalize that level of abuse and secrecy. And on top of that, not being able to share that with his family. So I think for me, I would focus on, on, on how he views, um, sex, um, and sexuality. And, and that comes through conversation as well as observation. You know, is he a highly promiscuous person Um, is he somebody who, um, you know, started sex really young? Um, I think the age of, of molestation is very important. I think in, in society, you know, boys that were having sex at 10, 11 was, you know, looked at as, oh, wow, well, congratulations. You know, you kind of, you know, you've hit that or well done from, from male figures and, and, not knowing that that is sexual assault. This is a, not even a teenager, a young child, and he's already engaged in acts way beyond his years. So you need to understand when exactly did this act take place and find out what his views are about sex, sexuality, um, and observe him in nature. Observe him and how he's been about. Learn more about his dating background, his dating history. Um, and, and and use that to then determine what you're going to do next. I wouldn't necessarily count somebody out because they've been sexually molested 
or sexually assaulted that has they that's a narrative that they cannot control especially if they were young I mean it doesn't even matter what age it is being molested and sexually assaulted that is something that somebody cannot control and I will never um hold that against anybody I just think that some of the concerns that you have are very valid however I wouldn't discredit him I wouldn't count him out I would just try to engage in conversation more to see where he his mind space is at especially from a sexual point of view and if it's too much for you you don't have to stay there you know there's no level of commitment here you are just dating if it's too much for you if that baggage is too much for you to hold and you're honest with yourself I would just not continue and it's no one's fault it's just you have to be completely honest with yourself so if you know that after doing all those steps that I've mentioned and it's just too much for you I think you are safe to 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 remove yourself from that situation now if he's a really good guy you want to maintain friends and he's okay with that then yeah of course not everyone that you date is going to be you know uh turn into a relationship no that's not how dating works you know you might find some guys that you like and they may not like you back or you might find someone and they like you and you don't like them back it's it's a game of Russian roulette out here but I would have that conversation I wouldn't strike him off I wouldn't go um assuming anything and if it does after all of that get a bit too much for you then you are you know, you're not forced to stay in a situation or be with someone because they exposed a serious um, moment in their life. So that one is tricky, but I think you will know how to navigate that. Um, And I wish him all the best and I wish you all the best as well. Okay, last question for this episode. And it says, why does he keep mentioning a baby and starting a family, but no marriage? (laughs) Oh, okay. Let's let's just get into it. Because I... Anyways, let's see what the reader says. Um, The reader says, I noticed that my boyfriend keeps mentioning that he wants me to have his baby... And start a family, but he never mentions us getting married. He has mentioned being married when we have general conversations about the future. So I know he wants a wife one day. I just find this weird. He already has a young child, so I don't know why he would want to be a baby father again. Is this a sign that I'm just a placeholder? Okay. Life has taught me so much. So much. And I will share a couple of nuggets with you. Number one, and I know that this, oh, actually, you know what? I'm not even going to say that because that's going to just spark too much controversy. So I'm just going to hold that in for the moment. But what I would say is that his mindset of, of having a child, but no, which is a commitment itself, but not wanting to make you guys a complete unit speaks volumes I think that he likes the idea of you in terms of what you can provide for him but I don't necessarily think that this man wants to make you you know his wife 
Um, I think, I think I would not encourage that conversation with him. You are as good enough to be someone's, you know, mother of their child. You are as good enough to be their wife. Okay. So I would find that really suspect and I, I, I would want to understand why his need for having another child. Um, and then I would, I would bring up the, the conversation of marriage and I would let him lead and dominate that conversation just so you can clearly understand where he feels about it and how he envisions you in that picture, if at all. What you don't want to do is to have a child with someone that you love in hopes of having a family and then you realize two, three, four years down the line, there's no ring on your finger and he's not really serious about that and he doesn't really want that with you. So to save yourself um, that devastation, I would I would hear what he's saying because men tell you the truth. They do. We just decide not to hear it or we decipher it in different ways. He wants a child, but he doesn't want to marry you. And if that's not something that you want, I would suggest, um, yeah, I would suggest you looking elsewhere. Um, there's no, there's one thing I realize in this big age that I am is that you can't get back time. Time is something you cannot get back. And the more you hold on to something, the more you're releasing your time to be with something, to be with someone that wants the same thing that you want and is better suited for you. So I would have that conversation with him in terms of what's his viewpoint on marriage. I would let him lead and dominate that conversation so you can clearly understand how he feels about marriage in itself, how he envisions himself as a potential husband and if you are his potential wife. And if that's something that he does not say, if that's something that he does not hint at, if that's something that he just speaks in generalized terms, because that could be three, four, five, six, seven years down the line, then honey, I will close my legs. I would not sleep with this man any further and I would move on. Okay. There's no time to waste your youth on someone who already has a child. And if you want a child in, in with a level of commitment, which I think most women do, um, I just wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't let it be him in hopes of becoming someone's wife. Now, honestly, there's situations that do happen, you know, where you find yourself pregnant and, you know, you try to make the best of a situation and hoping that, you know, the feelings are mutual, but sometimes that doesn't even work. Okay. So um, you're a child free and he's giving you some warning signs and your gut is nagging. And I would say, trust that gut. You can move on. You will find somebody better. And hopefully you will find somebody better who finds you as a wife and deems you as a wife and won't have you questioning his level of commitment. Okay, sis. Hope that helps. And I hope you guys have enjoyed that episode. I look forward to um, releasing my next episode, which will be scheduled on Friday. So once again, guys, sorry for the delay. But uh, yeah, we're here and we'll move. All right, guys, have a great week and I'll see you on Friday.